0: All right, welcome to the favorite part of our week old school janky Ben Manquist Francesca Fiorentini. Uh, ciao, ciao indeed. Um, so, uh, we've got a bunch of fun topics for you guys. Elon Musk, uh, good for Twitter or bad for Twitter, we'll discuss. Uh, is that debatable? I don't know. On previous Old School episodes, we have uh, debated and uh, done the famous poll of Elon Musk, yes or no? So that uh, we will be, <laughs> it's pretty clear which direction francesca's is going. Uh-huh. I'll fill you in on the history of that. Okay, uh, we'll I'm curious. We'll get to that in a minute. Obviously Old School sponsored by twostrongcoffee.com slash tyt. Should you panic? Yes, they're at a rubble roast. I saw that and I was like, um, what if they run out of uprising, but what am I gonna do then? So I bought as much as I could, race me to Too strong coffee, see who can get the last of the uprising or citrus, anyway, Mm. two strong coffee.com slash tyt, they've also given money to progressive causes, which I love, all right. So, um, But before we get to Elon Musk, uh, Francesca, I saw a picture on Instagram. It seems to indicate that you're having a life change. Yes. Uh, what is that life change, and uh, and and let, let's discuss if we can.
1: It's a life. It's actually not even a life event according to Obamacare. Uh, but I'm I'm pregnant. I got a baby on the way. It's my first, and I'm scared as hell. But now, uh, now after a few weeks, many weeks. It's all dawning on me that uh, this is how you grow the armies of, you know, anti fascist resistors and revolutionaries. And someone's got to have the next Greta Thunberg. And I think it's going to be me. And yeah, (laughs) she will have a Swedish accent because I will only speak to her in the Greta Thunberg voice.
0: (laughs) Um, None of that is surprising. (laughs) Uh, And I would leave it to Francesco, who's half Chinese, half Italian. To grow, to raise her daughter in a Swedish accent. Yeah. Um. And if anybody's going to be the next Greta Thunberg, it will be your child, Francesca.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, do something, cause like otherwise I'm gonna have to start a Patreon for this kid, cause like you know it's gonna be a Twitch streamer or something, or I don't know. It's there's a lot of pressure riding on this baby, but
0: uh- <laughs> Twitch. Dot TV slash baby. Yeah. Uh, Not so, taken, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> You don't put baby in a corner, but you might put baby on Twitch to make some money. <laughs> Let's
1: yes. just keep it real. Yes.
2: Uh, they uh, our, our former uh, uh, TYT occasional host, uh, Teresa Strasser uh, wrote a wonderful book uh, called Exploiting My Baby. Uh, yes. Which was basically, I gotta go through nine, 10 months of uh, 40 weeks of uh, hell uh, with you inside me. Uh, which will derail, in some ways, my career. The least you could do is uh, help me get it back. <laughs> so, uh, uh, A good book. Uh, you should check it out. And, and all the ways that your uh, that your uh, your your future offspring can uh, uh, can advance your career. Uh, I have a, a nine year old. Jenk uh, has a, a nine year old. Is she ten yet? No, she's still no, not. Right? Yeah, yep. and uh, I. I mean. If 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 there is a, a weapon that can fight the anti-fascists with uh, sarcasm, well, then let me tell you, this country has nothing to fear.
1: <laughs> fight the fascists. We'll remember yeah, that. That's right. yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. So we okay. Quick thumb, like straw poll, up or down, kids. Three, two, one. <laughs>
2: uh <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. And def- these
1: are the dads talking. I mean, all you guys got to do is like, you know, pat him on the back once a week, and it's like, man, you're a great dad. Oh Obviously, I'm so, kidding. I'm joking.
2: No, yeah, but you're not joking about the praise. I mean, that, that first couple of years, you know, I mean, I'd like, you know, put her in a stroller and go around the house so that I could keep, like, you know, the game would still be. I could still hear it. And and I'd like sing her song and I'd pick her up if she cried and put her back down and I mean everybody visiting would be like oh what a dad what a what a dad dad." and I'd be like she's been up twenty two straight hours (laughs) pointing to my wife right you know and they're like yeah 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 she seems a little irritable you know (laughs) yeah it's just really what a
1: dad you're like I have no idea how to put this thing to sleep
2: so it's just the songs just I mean anything all but literally throw her in the air and they're like. Men and their girls. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. Girls, yeah,
0: yeah. So we we actually I think did talk about this on a previous old school episode. But so these days, uh, men and women are splitting up the house duties completely different than in the past, and obviously it depends on every relationship. But I will tell you this: just like Ben said, uh, the part that uh, that we mentioned before, when I go. Let's put it this way, when my wife goes out with the kids and they're being rambunctious and they're being a little loud in the restaurant, she might get a stink eye here and there, like, come on, get control of the kids, right? Mm -hmm. If I go and have the same exact interaction, people, like, "Oh my God, look at this dad with his kids, they're having such a good time, he's such a good, like, I literally have like, (laughs) and predominantly women, to be honest, okay, look at me like, mm, I knew there were one or two good of you out there. Totally
1: <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing is because this this stereotype of like, you know, people praising, you know, dads for just parenting is out there. but you're totally right that nine times out of ten, it's like women who are praising them, right Cause, and I think it's because we're just surprised I that you're there. I mean, I had a great stepdad, not a great dad dad. That's a whole other old school, but like, I'm just happy if a if a man stays. I'm like, wow, yeah, good we, on we, you. Yeah,
2: You're Jake and I, Jake and I have um have literally uh, millenniums of of bad fathers, absentee <laughs> yeah. fathers, yeah. to thank for setting a bar that is so low that it is buried in the ground like power lines <laughs> in Bel Air. You know, I mean, it is uh, they have really set us up for success or yeah. the perception of success yeah yeah
0: what you, and and by yeah. the way we also got super lucky right so because we both had great dads and yeah. so um and so the bar is super low and we both had good dads so that way like man when we clear that bar by 10 inches or so people are like yes <laughs> yeah yes, more of them
1: no that's really interesting yeah and like it's very funny because my partner, Matt, is super excited that it's a girl because he didn't want a little him. Um, I mean, girl for now, female presenting, it's got a vagina, all the proper ways we say that now. I don't yeah. really know which it's one it is. I just too don't want
2: to. Too late. Too late. You already screwed up. You can't get out of it. I you probably
1: already screwed up. I just yeah. don't want to burn down a forest with the gender reveal. Um, that's the main goal. But yeah, he just, he didn't want a little him. Like he was just like, thank God, it'll be a little you or something like that. Um, and he's also like, and this way, she's got a good role model because I'm gonna be a good dad. It's just very cute to see yeah, him happy because yeah. I think, and it this sucks because the sadly there are a lot of men and who need to be better dads. But it is cute to see like one who's excited about like I'm gonna be a good man. I'm gonna be like a good role model. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, no, it's that's great. It's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great, but, but also cannot. you know we read the we read the papers, um or you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we do it like like there are a lot of people yes there are there are a lot of people who still need to be good dads but there's a lot of people who need to be good parents I mean they're flat out we see you know disasters uh, results of disastrous parenting from you know men from everybody uh, on a regular basis yeah it,
0: yeah uh, so um I see that uh, your partner does not share uh my lack of modesty. Um, because when uh, confronted with the same issue, it was like, "Oh, a little boy that can be just like me." Yes. <laughs> As it turned out, of course, being uh, DNA and genetics being what it is, uh, yeah, like Joy has half of my qualities and Pro has the other half of my qualities, because um, that's kind of how it works. Uh, and. Yeah. Uh, and it's, but I, I love seeing that, man. The, it's like you're supposed to, like, I don't think you're supposed to admit that that much. You're supposed to be like, oh, no, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then I have friends who uh, adopted. So, you know, you got that and you don't want to say it mm-hmm. all. And all of these things considerations are real, right? But my real opinion is yeah, when I see myself in in my kids, I love it. Um, <laughs> even Even the bad stuff, like, when you go tell him to do something, he gets like super frustrated because it's hard for him to figure something out. It's usually something related to do with space release. Like, oh, the other day he was trying to, we told him to uh, unload the dishwasher. He's 11 and he's going to unload the dishwasher and he can't figure out where the wine glasses go and how they fit into the cabinets and stuff. Oh, tough. Such, it's such a jank thing to do, right? <laughs> To struggle with a really simple thing like that, right? And he's like <laughs> ah, and he's like literally groaning. And I remember thinking, that's exactly what I looked like as an 11 year old, right? <laughs> and I was like, at a boy.
1: <laughs> he just poured himself a glass of wine. He's like, I give up.
0: Okay. let <laughs> <Well>, there's nowhere <laughs> to right put here. it. I might as well that's, leave it out and fill it up. That's, yeah. where it belongs. that's exactly what I did when I was 11 years old, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's adorable. then. And, and yeah, and like you can't control who they're gonna be. But yes I hope at some point to uh you know they got to be something you know soccer player like movie star you know uh gymnast something,
2: something Can I like, ask a personal you know? question please I mean I do I, I'm by the way i'm a, a, you know we, we've I've, we've met I think only two or three times but I'm a big fan of yours and uh okay. so uh uh likewise uh do you um right. is there do you feel pressure from anybody in your life to get married or is that do you not even care is that I, I'm just
1: Oh, we're getting married. We, oh, were, are yeah, we already know, had the marriage in the works, and then this happened, and we were like, oh, damn. So uh, now I can't really get lit on my wedding day like I wanted to. <laughs> uh, but Mama's gonna have a cocktail. Don't
2: you worry about. It. I, uh,
1: don't, don't come at There'll me with of, your stats. Here, yeah, that's but
2: yes, what you, you get uh, you got a lot of people at that wedding, and you can designate one of them to be in charge of little janky, you know, yeah. um,
1: no, uh, I don't feel pressure. I don't really feel pressure on any of that, um, but it's more like this. Is, so actually, I'm a divorcee, this is my second marriage. You're learning everything about me, but it's my partner's first. And he, I was like, let's just do a dinner. And he was like, no, I want to be a prince. I want to <laughs> be a prince on the aisle and I want to feel <laughs> like he wants like all the accoutrement, he wants the, you know. Yeah, we, I, I,
2: we're the exact opposite. So I, I totally get what what exactly what 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 he's feeling yeah yeah um so let's acknowledge that the word divorce is no, kind of funny it's yeah.
1: no it's french it's it's great
2: yeah it's old though and you know i say that yeah. i mean i i I, uh, I mean we you know we sh- i think we should you know i just got back this today from the, the tcm classic film festival and uh-huh. it, it's the hardest I mean, you. I can't work. No, I. There are people you can't work harder than I worked for the last eight days. Jeez. Now, i you know, without actually like lifting anything, you know, like not <laughs> so not not that kind of work, you know. Um, but uh, you know, in one of the the gay divorcee, like that's a title that will of a movie that will not be remade now, right? You know, yeah. uh, for a for a host of reasons, but it is a very old word. It did it did sound. Very strange coming out of of your mouth. That was. Uh, what are you
1: supposed I, to say? It's my second marriage. I'm yeah,
2: on. Yeah, I, I was married before. I was no. You it's yeah. not, first of all, I'm I'm in I'm in favor of it. You should say it. It's just. It, it was, is I, old. Jenk and I had neither of us, other than people referring to that that movie title in my life. I don't think I've heard it in 30 years. Right? What? Yeah.
1: This is first of all. I think anything that makes me sound more like Beyonce is good. So it's if it's say that's that's the closest I'll probably get to being Beyonce. So I'm gonna take that title. <laughs> um, but yeah. I also think it's funny, I don't know, a veteran of marriage. <laughs> of
2: <course. laughs> right, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a marriage veteran. That's I'm not. a
1: survivor.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can take that mantle. marriage veteran. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that does that has put a spin on it. That uh, Democratic uh, strategists are more likely to have you run for office if you're sure, yeah, uh, a veteran of any sort. So yes. that gives you so like, you're, uh,
2: uh, right? You're from the marriage establishment. Uh, how long were you married the first time? I was.
1: We were together for nine years, which I say is a successful relationship. I know you guys have been in longer, but uh, married for three. Yeah, no, I, bottom, I
2: was married yeah. for four and a half years. so it's, it's, it's totally, it's a very totally respectable. Yeah,
0: I have approximately a thousand things to say. <laughs> uh, so, but but first on that one, that jumps to the front of the line. Yeah, I love what you said there. A nine-year relationship is successful.
2: That's right. So, right.
0: yeah, and so like this, the image of divorce is still like so old school, right? Like, oh my god, you got divorced. Like, who cares? Yeah, all right, you got divorced, uh, and and. Like I just don't think it's a big deal at all. If there's kids involved, the kid part is a big deal, right? And that's sure. just a fact. It's an inescapable fact. And um, and and so, but but mainly my pet peeve is in people who say, okay, once the relationship ends, um, that's it. It's done. Like that. Uh, I now hate the person forever. Uh, mm. and those nine years were wasted. Etc. A lot of people think that way. A lot of people, right? Uh, Whereas I think, like, hey, look. At the end, it didn't work out for the rest of our lives. It didn't work out for 68 years, but we had nine years together. Some were tough, some were good, and you know, I got something out of it. I, I don't mind those nine years. Now, no, I'm speaking yeah. for you and I have no idea how your marriage or relationship was.
1: <laughs> we're we're still friends. I mean, I'm friends with all of my exes. I don't have that many of them, so that helps. But uh, I'm all, always friends with my exes because otherwise you throw your old self under the bus too and it becomes weird. And unless you, it was a horribly abusive relationship, which gratefully and thankfully it wasn't. I think it's important to stay in touch um, and to like you know i'm always rooting for my exes in some way shape or form but yeah 9 years it ran its course it's done it was great and i am also a very rash not a rash when i've made up my mind about something or a situation i pretty much like i don't spend a long time in a situation i don't like that's sort of who i am and i'll give people chances same with friends you guys have friends you ever give them I'm like a three strikes you're out kind of person. I do all yeah. of it for you. I'm like, okay, this, okay, this, and I'm literally never talking to you again, and I won't remain friends with you. Unlike my exes, who I'll move to friend status.
0: Yeah,
2: no, me too. Three hundred strikes, and I'm gonna think about it.
1: <laughs> Jay, uh, you got a you got a history on that though. Yeah.
2: Was there I, any pressure for you to uh, give this child to Dave Rubin? Um,
1: look, uh, I mean, honestly.
2: Isn't Dave, have, Dave's having he, two he kids. Is.
1: He's having two kids.
2: Yeah, and he's getting uh, 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 pushback uh, from some people on in, in that. Well, I, I, unlike spectrum.
1: Dave Rubin's yeah. friends in quotes who hate his who he is and his lifestyle, right. absolutely accept him and his lifestyle and his husband and his family. Yeah. We can all hang and play together. That's right. Uh, that's
2: right. Yeah. People that you get, you, may, you guys might end up uh, on play dates. That's but I
1: need a cut of the YouTube money. So <laughs> I need
2: some, money. I'm going to need a cut. Parlor money. Yeah.
0: No, money. I like Dave's lifestyle. I don't like Dave.
2: Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> no. You so, have to pay me to hang out with Dave Rubin.
2: Yeah. But the kids, they'll probably be great. Yeah.
1: How is he going to raise, like, how do you, How are you going to raise your kids? I mean, that's going to be an interesting moment. I think for, I think having kids for a lot of folks, I'm curious as if this is, was your cases or for, if it will be for mine, you kind of like, it puts a lot of things in perspective in terms of stuff you swept under the rug in your own childhood, maybe, or you look the other way, or you just have, as you're teaching someone else morals and values, you kind of reacquaint yourself with your own. Maybe he'll find a soul. Like maybe he'll.
0: Yeah, but Francesca, that's, such a good point that I, I actually want to talk about that a little bit more. Like he, I think he's moving. I saw another article where he sold another six or seven million dollar house. Like that right wing money is unreal. It's yeah. unreal. Okay. Does he live? He lives. Does he live in Florida? No. I think so. He yeah, moved, I- and they're all moving to Florida. Like all the right wingers are either moving to Austin, Nashville, or Florida. Right. right. Like mm-hmm. every one of them, 100% of them. Uh, to those three places, and so. But then I realized, as you were talking, Francesca, that if Dave moved to Florida, as I suspect he might have,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he has to teach his kids, "Look, your parents are gay. There's nothing wrong with being gay. Obviously, we're gay, but don't talk about us at school because that's that's evil. Yeah. Like, and and he. But like, remember, he to the audience. I say because you guys obviously know." But Dave Rubin used to be at this network, and now he's a right winger. So, does he agree with the "Don't Say Gay" bill? Is he going to tell his kid be embarrassed of us and never mention us in school? Oh, I don't. You know,
2: I I, I happen to, you know I check in every month or so. To uh, no, we used to be more frequent, but now it's probably less frequent. So, you know, every three months or so. And I happen to. It's the only reason I know that he's having children, and and because you know he used to be a friend, I I had this initial thought of. Like just for a moment, I forgot, right? And I Mm -hmm. I, well, it's still lovely that he's having children, right? I mean, because I he's yeah, I I want him to be happy. I do, right? You know, and and but I first thought was like, oh wow, that's great, you know. And I was like, oh right, we don't talk because I don't want to talk to him, right? You know. Um, and uh, but then of course, then I you know, there's so much uh, really pointed out from people on the left. He's received so much vitriol, yeah. People who don't think you know, you're stealing a child. All this crazy. Terrible nonsense! It's you know, oh, from the right wing, of course. From the right, right? There's that's what I was getting at—that they're so upset about that. But I, I happened to also see his take on on don't say gay, and it was just entirely that that of course the the left and their bid to stifle speech and freedom is misrepresenting what the bill is. It's just a bill about obvi- parental who parental right a child. About sex until they're the appropriate age. It's been it's not about it's sex. It's lying. No, no he's, right, right. So he's just there's already a lot of mental gymnastics um, uh, that have gone on to 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 justify uh, having a lack of outrage about the the obvious intent of, of of that bill.
1: The other thing I was gonna say is like this is also a time when like every most states are passing draconian anti-abortion laws um and here he is paying a woman to use her body to grow his kid and like then he's going to turn around and basically continue to help propagandize against women having full reproductive rights and there is something insanely insidious to me about that um that i just I just, I think there's an, and in a certain amount of misogyny built into that and baked into that. Thanks to a woman, you're going to have a kid. Thanks to two women, you're going to have two kids.
2: Yeah. I don't, I, I don't and yet, know. Yeah. I, I'm curious. Right. I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't know what his, how he's, the, I don't know the mental gymnastics that he's playing on, on, well, women on, are just on, vessels. On, on, on restrictive, just restrictive choice vessels. laws. Yeah.
1: They don't have mine. They don't, you, you no, they're just baby vessels. That's fine.
0: They can, yeah. 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 So look, it, you know, doing adoption that way, I, I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, but uh, Francesca's point, I think, is that um, it's hypocritical though when you say a woman should not be able to control her body, uh, and then you say, "But I would like to control her body."
2: Um, yeah, no, no, I no, I get it. I'm just curious what he's done because you know he was very, you know, obviously pro-choice guy, and and Do yeah, you think he is still bad, is? You know, I don't. I would. I, have, I mean. I'm curious because I sure at the beginning of this he still presented himself as a pro-choice guy, but the left has lost their mind and they're against free speech. So I'm curious now with these draconian, you know, it's a it's a it's gotta be a little bit of a challenge every time the the laws in state after state after state become more restrictive, more draconian to. How you negotiate that? That no, these are just reasonable people, you know, making up their minds about how they want their how they want their states run. And I I I do check in every couple of months, but I on you know social media I don't actually check in with him. Uh, and uh, but I I can't uh you know I'm not I'm not prepared to keep up on a on a regular on a regular basis. I can't imagine. Okay, I,
0: I've got to point out these wonderful ironies. Uh, the so Dave Rubin wrote a book called Don't Burn This Book, and then. Almost immediately thereafter, the right wing started having book burning uh, events in like Tennessee and other states. Yeah, it was called uh, "Don't burn this book." Jack, pay attention.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I don't remember Dave Rubin criticizing it. Um, so uh, and then he's like, "The most important thing he connects everything back to free speech. The most important thing is free speech. That's why I'm in favor of don't say gay."
2: Mm-hmm. right well again he gets around right, that by saying that freedom of yeah. speech yeah
1: parental <laughs> rights i mean it is crazy anyway that effectively i mean this the law makes no sense obviously cuz we all know under 3rd grade like who's talking about sex these are Nobody. especially these Nobody. are these are states where they also like their equivalent of You know, sex ed is like, then a stork comes and drops a little knapsack, and then Jesus rides in, and you know, like that's their version. And like the first time, I don't know, I had sex ed was like fifth grade, and then it was like nothing until 12th, and everyone was like, what the hell? What are we doing? We're all sexually active. Anyways, whatever. That's my experience. (laughs) Then, but like it is, so in that case, we know they're not actually talking about sex with third graders or younger. So what is it? It is actually just a bigoted bill to silence. Any discussion of other sexualities, and that literally includes because when would it talk when would they talk about it when you're drawing your family, when you're at your little desk and you're drawing your crayons and you say, This is mommy and this is daddy, this is daddy and this is daddy. Oh, no, sorry, we can't do that. You're not allowed to act. watch that happens, watch when that happens. We're going to do stories on that. I guarantee we're going to. Well,
0: I I literally don't know what the uh, teachers are supposed to do because the law is, of course, against the teachers. And so are they supposed to rip the paper away from the kid uh, and rip it up and say, don't draw your dads? That's illegal in the state of Florida. Okay. Uh, They're not talking about sexuality at all. For pre, I've I got young kids, they went through third grade, they went through all that. Nobody's talking about sexuality at all. They're saying here, this isn't about sexuality, this is about gender, I'm sorry. This is about uh, how you identify yourself. So they're saying, don't even mention that there are gay people in the world, that yeah. there's gay couples, etc. I mean, look, we, we, D- Dave is just the saddest, saddest spectacle. Uh, I don't care how many millions of dollars this house is worth. There's no way that he could feel good him, so that his guilt must be weighing on him, Uh, or or he has no conscience. And either way, I wouldn't want any piece of that. I mean, I think he leads leads a miserable life. Yes. And I hope he moved to Florida so he has to explain to his kids how to never mention him again. Okay. (laughs) So like. like if uh, and I, I really I genuinely hope he moved to Florida because I and I genuinely he rec- hope he records that conversation <laughs> when his kids grow up and he has to tell them. Now remember everybody, we kids we live in a fascist state, but that's great because you know the left believes in cancel culture. It's, but we love this fascist state. Now remember, don't tell anyone about your dads, okay? There's you know it's really dangerous out there if they find out about us. And this is what I got this big house for so we can live in it like a prison. Okay, great. And
1: when I'm those kids forward. are old enough to know what he does for a living, they're like, thank God I never mentioned who my dad was or my yeah, dad at all. Well,
0: that's true too. Uh, and, but, I, but now on a lighter note, is it lighter? I don't know, we'll find <laughs> out. Uh, I was amused at the idea of cuz I always think shoe on the other foot or how would I feel, etc. If they pass a don't say Muslim law. Mm. Okay, and and if they just, but think about it in any context, how absurd it would be. They they say, and by the way, this I don't put past them. Don't oh yeah. You're not allowed to say that Muslims exist. Uh and and
2: if well, I until like, they're old enough to learn about it, like thirty, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> don't don't say Muhammad. It.
1: Mama, uh, where where do Muslims come from? <laughs> well, honey, that's a long story. You're old enough now, we can talk about it. Yeah,
0: Um, and the idea that I would be in favor of a bill that says, don't say Muslims because the left wing cancel culture, blah, 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 blah. blah. Sure, Dave, whatever gets you through the night, man, Uh, I'm glad I'm not you. Okay, uh, I have a 1000 more things, but I gotta read some comments real quick. Northern Ice Dragon says, (laughs) Francesca Jessica, what we should have said uh, approximately half an hour ago. Congratulations!
2: Yeah, no, I had. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That <laughs> might be the most appropriate thing to say. Yeah, very exciting.
0: Thank you. Okay, and and they're not alone. Uh, Rosie and August says yes. Congrats to the best about to be mom ever. Aww. Okay, very nice. Uh, Mary Animal says, "Mank preaching facts." LOL. This is all on Twitch. Uh, Househead. Uh, said haven't watched it in a while but loving this whole school panel today uh, to hear Kathleen says yay franny and ben congrats to franny a progressive funny baby uh, that's yeah. awesome love it arturo uh, maturino a good uh, italian name that i just butchered uh, just joined by hitting that join button below on youtube and arturo we really appreciate it um, pitch Force dragon on super chat said super first thing it's nice to be the only tyt show people on the west coast can watch after work. Also, congratulations, Francesca, hashtag replay squad. He's obsessed with bringing back the eight o'clock replay, (laughs) Uh, but I see you. I see you pitchforks, Dragon. Reiki dragon writes in from New Zealand. My first chance to congratulate Fran live on our wonderful news. We love you and your work, Franny. Thank you. Wish you all the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last couple ones here uh, because they're so on point for what we discussed earlier. And then now in the member section tyt.com slash join to become a member. Karen Shea said, I was divorced when my kids were younger. My ex and I are still friends. My son got divorced last year. His boys were 12 and 14, but all is good in his wife or friends, kids matter. Yes, I love any divorce where folks are still friends and get along and, and make sure the kids are okay. So that's yeah, yeah great to hear. Biden flavor corn pop says it's really <laughs> true. So many women, give up and go for men who aren't real men, unafraid to commit, be present, be monogamous, be good with the children. Like Ben says, the bar is so low. These women see a decent man, uh maybe not even all that great, and get impressed. Yes, Ben, the bar is that low. And the bar for being a real woman is even lower. Yeah,
2: but I was like, I mean, I'm telling you, I was pushing my baby in 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 our house with our relatives. <laughs> Someone knocks like, on the door. Yeah, right, they were I there, they help. were in the house. But I mean, it was so, it was just great. It's just, it is scandalously uh,
1: scandalous.
2: Yeah, you change a diaper and they're like, oh my God. no, I didn't change a diaper. <laughs> By the way, did you mind. guys
1: hear the disgusting thing? I threw the baby
2: I- in the air, that was it.
1: And speaking it. speaking yeah. of well, terrible dads and oh. the bar being really, really low. This was a thing. I have to just say this: that you, guys, you know, Andrew Giuliani's running for governor in New yeah. York. Yeah. Andy Giuliani, right? So he's going on an anti-trans tirade, and he says something like, I've changed my daughter's diapers. I've looked under the hood. Yeah. She's a woman. And she's gonna stay a woman. And you're like,
2: oh, oh, okay. Oh yeah, and oh, oh, you're you're also oh. you're leaving out part of it. He said, again, where's the effect of I've checked under the hood and I'm gonna be the last guy to check under that hood. hood in Twenty-five years. <laughs> right. For me I mean oh. Yeah, I mean right. Oh Jesus. Oh my yeah, god. That's the way to get elected in New York.
0: I
1: like okay. someone a- called child services, Jesus.
2: Yeah. So
0: this show's called old school. And it is super appropriate, because Ben and I were doing the Young Turks when Andrew Giuliani was a little Andy Giuliani, and we covered the press conference where he kept interrupting his dad when he was a little brat, okay? And then we kind of made fun of him, and then we felt bad for making fun of him because he's a little kid. I now retract feeling bad, (laughs) okay, now with the benefit of hindsight, how good? (laughs) <laughs> As my ex ex girlfriend would say. Um, so yeah, that guy's a real uh, prick. And uh, I mean, who says about their own daughter? I checked under the hood. God, you're so gross. And just, I don't know what's wrong with the right wing. Oh, and I forgot to say on Dave Rubin being attacked by the right wing for adopting because he's gay. My reaction is this. <laughs> oh, so sad to hear. Are you okay? Uh,
1: it, it, it's really upset. I mean, like, you saw, oh God, why am I blanking on his name? The blaze dude uh,
0: lying back lying back
1: back just in to his face, you know, you guys, we covered it, equating him being gay with alcoholism straight up. You yeah. know, I've always been alcoholic. Everyone is a sinner. Everyone has problems.
2: I think they're I think they're touring together right now.
0: Yeah, no, the greatest moment in right-wing history was when Dave Rubin's doing a kiss ass interview with Ben Shapiro. And he says, I mean, you'd bake me a cupcake for my wedding or something. And Shapiro's like, no, I wouldn't, you're gay.
1: (laughs) They hate him. Like It is true that the only consolation prize for Dave Rubin being awful and a millionaire is the fact that he really has no mirrors in his home because he has to live with himself every damn day and it sucks like it really does suck.
0: Yeah, I don't want to go any further down that road because then it'll get serious. Okay. Uh, So Fractured Mind 68 wrote in good evening everyone, Uh, uh, Frannie and her little baby percolating love it. Boomer Dragon Cat said hey Francesca, Jenk and Ben look like the good angel, and the bad angel sitting on your shoulders in their white and black shirts. Oh yeah. I was like, oh man, that's a good point, Boomer Dragon Cat. Okay.
2: Um, the baby. What
0: get should get I have? Away.
2: Get away. Nobody Not
1: wants it. Go.
2: It. It's gonna be Go out every great. night. Drink, yeah. drink every day. <laughs> you'll be you'll be a great mom. <laughs> She'll destroy your life. I believe in you. You think you're pretty now, just wait. <laughs> She's gonna be such a
0: great addition to the world. You've made the right decision. You'll
2: never sleep eight hours again. But it will (laughs) be the most rewarding thing that ever happened to you. She'll grow up to hate you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wanna do this forever, that's (laughs) hilarious.
0: Don't say gay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, you're the good angel. What's wrong with you?
0: Are we in Florida? What's going on? There for a
2: second? I got uh <laughs> That's why actors always want to play villains. They're better parts. Right. Yeah, sure. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So by the way, uh you said earlier, you know, I want, you know, that we've got to train him to be a football, uh, like a soccer star or a tennis star, or you got all this nice. pressure, etc. Not necessarily, my son was filling out an application for school this past year, and they have all these little one liners, right? I forget your favorite sport, whatever. I don't don't remember any of them except this one. This one was, who's your role model? And he wrote in, none. N A. (laughs) And I thought about I'm like, that's not what like yuppie parents allow their kids to put on an application. Right. right? And I was like, and I wrestled with it. You know me, I overthink things. So I was like, ah, should I? And then I decided, no, that's what was his answer. Oh, I asked him. I said, Are you sure? And he's like,
2: Yeah. God, I wish he'd written dad and it's crossed really it out. Funny. Like Yeah, thought you could of, see yeah, the yeah.
1: eraser marks.
2: <laughs> dad?
1: No, no,
2: no not no. really. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I like him, but no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my. Um, yeah. <laughs> I let
0: I I I was like that was his answer. I I put it on. So obviously, uh, he didn't get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is for like middle school? Yeah. Oof.
0: I know, no, that's the, look, that's a whole nother topic. But our whole system, like for us, like if we're keeping it real. I mean, I'm using an old school term here, It's so probably a boomer term by now. But uh, us being kind of yuppies, right? Um, like the competition for the kids is so intense. At 11, uh, like pro is hopelessly behind, has no chance at the Ivies. Uh, because we didn't start him when he was three at X or Y or Z, and he doesn't go to private school. Oh, uh, just we haven't contributed to a dollar to any school, no donations, just no chance, uh, and hopelessly behind. He'll never catch up.
1: That is okay. You don't need to go to an Ivy League school.
2: No, no, I, I don't. I, I, you know, I, I, I have a, I've told Jenka. Uh, we've talked about this. Uh, the I use as both a metaphor and in specific that everyone should go to the University of Wisconsin, <laughs> everyone, the entire country. And, and, and first of all, if you can actually go to Wisconsin, You'll love it every Saturday. You'll you'll go to a go to a Baba. You gotta go, buddy. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Um, the uh, you got you know every Saturday you'll go watch football games. You'll go watch basketball games. Your friends will be from there. You'll wear dumb Wisconsin red sweatshirts and you'll cheese
1: rock. cheese hats. Will you wear yeah. the hats?
2: No, that's really it's more Green Bay. That's more Green Bay. But you will eat a lot of exactly. cheese. I mean, it is Wisconsin, oh, yeah. but they don't really do that at the University of Wisconsin. Got it, got
1: it, got it. It's
2: in this, Madison is this great, great, Great college town and the and the source of a of 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 some serious progressive activism over the course of American history. It's a great place. But if you can't go to Wisconsin, you know, uh, go to the University of Illinois, as you know, as Joel did in Risky Business. Like, it's okay, you know.
1: <laughs> Ida Rodriguez and I Winston did a show. A
2: guy like Joel.
1: I went to Madison because Ida and I did a show for Liz Winstead's Abortion Access Front uh, organization, and it was really really fun. And I liked it. It was like a pocket of progressives in Madison. And I was like, "What do you guys do?" And they're just like, "Eat cheese." Like they didn't. they were just kind of.
2: Yeah. I, I, I They'll eat it. They just won't put it on their head. I'm. Yeah, sorry, That's really it. all yeah. I'm. Yeah. Because uh, it's just because because that suggests that you don't have something better to do. And there's lots to do there. And you know, <laughs> uh, You know, and and for Thomas Frank. You know, I mean, go to go to Kansas. You'll get a great education, you'll get a good job, you'll be fine. Oh, and, you won't, and you won't stress, there are great colleges. And
1: then vote there, please.
2: Yeah, and then, then stay go there, register vote, to your family there. and bring your friends, that's right, yeah. yes. I,
0: I like that Ben had one example of someone from Kansas who turned out okay.
2: It's Thomas <laughs> Frank, we got Thomas Frank, it's a great author. Gina Grad, oh, okay. there you go.
0: Two. Right, two. Um, so I have a perfect example of the two things you mentioned about Wisconsin. Uh, I got a LIB award in Wisconsin at the University of Wisconsin. It was the Emperor Has No Clothes Award. Uh, and it was for uh, being uh, a champion of atheists in the media. Okay. Ooh. And so that's such an award you get in Wisconsin or that's Vermont. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then when I was there, I don't know why it took me so long, why I was a grown ass man. I mean, this was during the TYT era. I don't maybe 10 years ago or something, as the first time I ever had cheese curds. And I remember thinking, cheese curds, first of all, why the name? Why did you give them the worst name in America? <laughs> like this is, what cheese is it about curd. delicious food like charcuterie and cheese curds, where you have to give them awful names, uh, thereby driving us away from them. But then secondly, what I thought, where have you been all my life?
1: Charcuterie is like, a beautiful name. Obviously don't abbreviate, don't abbreviate to chart cuz that's a whole other <laughs> thing. But charcuterie.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's in the divorcee family, the gay yeah. charcuterie. Yeah, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's gay charcuterie in the 1920s. Could be a movie, by the way,
0: in this day and age, Ben, you were wrong. It could be a movie, but it would just be an entirely different movie.
2: Yeah, it would be entirely divorcee. different movie, that's right. The uh, Yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna guess that uh, cheese curds, are just because the that's like the the milk or cream is curdled, right? I mean that's got to be yeah, it's got to be taken just from that. Like, but it but it's not yeah. a good. But it's still. I mean it's not good. No, no. Some words just don't sound good. And yeah.
0: and look again, everything could cause offense to people. But I I th- I hope I have the immunity idol on this one. Uh, I am uh, likely partly Kurdish. At least that's what our family thinks. Uh, so. The word curd just doesn't sound good, and I could tell you it was a partial we think curd, okay? So uh, come to think of it, I just realized I might be a cheesy curd.
2: Yeah, you're sometimes a cheesy curd, there's no question, yeah.
1: Do you believe in a separate um, cheese Kurdistan? <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, Depending on the borders, yes. I, and I say depending on the borders because I don't want my Turkish relatives to kill me. <laughs>
2: But how much of that is propaganda too? I mean, look, first of all, Kurd rhymes with turd. That's its problem, right? In English, that they, they can't get it can't get around that. Hmm. But it, but you if can't if, get around it, it's yeah. like he's trying to get around it, and he just can't do it. But if if Kurdistan had been a country like for us growing up, <laughs> would we think that it was like oh those crazy Kurdish people always shooting and fighting? I mean, if they had a country, they just you know they just be the Kurds. could spelled differently. I mean, it's funny because I feel like. Curd, the cheese curd because it's something you eat, that's bad and that rhymes with turd. Curd with a K, those are people that doesn't rhyme with the turd, even though obviously it does. It just feels different, but it's not associated with food, which is no, why- You know what be, Ben,
0: it seems like he's making a lib PC backpedal point, but he isn't. It's true, the cheese yeah. curds do sound like turd for some reason, but curd with a K doesn't, I yeah. don't know why.
1: No, it's true. it's true. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. The K is a it's a strong letter.
0: It's a nice strong, strong, strong letter. It's a strong letter. Yeah. yeah, like the the letter U creates a lot of issues. It creates a lot of funny names and words, right? Yep. But Turk does not sound bad at all.
2: No, because no. It's because yeah.
0: it's got the strong K ending. It's the T's
2: not bad. It sounds strong. No, imagine I, if the country were called turdy. I mean, Jesus, and you were like, 30. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, no yeah. one would like, you know, if you told me as Jen has many times, it's always a fun conversation. Josie had to, my daughter had to pick a, a country uh, for her school there. For the last eight weeks of the year, they're gonna learn about whatever. All, every kid picks a country and teaches them about <laughs> it. Like uh, I think you could still even do that in, in Florida and she was talking about and I didn't quite get her in time before she picked and got Greece. And I was saying, oh, you should have got taken Turkey because, then you, your your uncle Jenk, you could have learned so many cool things about Turkey, and you wouldn't yeah. really have to do that much work. You just talk to him for thirty minutes, and he would tell you all these great cool things. And then Jenk has this thing with like you know everybody thinks about the uh, the Greek islands and they're so beautiful and the beaches. And Jenk has sort of persuaded me that no, I mean they're fine, but the Turkish ones are better. But but Greece had had propaganda, right? Greece yeah. Greece had much better PR. But I did. A- five, and you convinced me, right? I, I mean, I've been you go? Either one and oh. I think turkeys are nice turkeys are nicer. But if it were called turdy and you were saying, "Oh my God, the, the turd islands are so much better, I'd be like, "Oh come on, man, shut up. No, they can't yeah, be. Yeah, they can't, it's inconceivable, yeah.
0: Yeah, but guys, you see, that's such an interesting story, isn't it? So first of all, by the way, it's yeah, not like, I, I told it and I don't think it was, but go on. Yeah. No, no, I'm gonna explain why. And the original turkey Greece thing is, is interesting. So first of all, let's just recognize
2: that the word turkey isn't like a bowl of peaches either for, no. for your name of a country. No, how great that how great that Turk is great and it because it really saves Turkey, which is not yes. good, right. Yeah, if, if <laughs> no, no, but I like
0: exactly what I was gonna say. Okay. That's why Ben and I have been doing this for a long time. The word Turk saves the word Turkey. Totally. Uh, in 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 the yeah. as a description of the country, in the name of the country. But uh, but what I was going to say about how interesting it is is, so we our minds in the book *Sapiens* it explains that one of the maybe the most important uh, evolution we had was about seventy thousand years ago for Homo sapiens, where our minds became, to put it simplistically, more flexible. Uh, And what that means is we were easier to influence, we could influence each other easier. And that is actually, by the way, why you see the QAnon and all that stuff that you can't believe. How did they possibly think that, right? Well, that's because humans have very flexible minds. So it's amazing what we'll believe. So, and that's why marketing works. So Greece marketed those aisles with beautiful blue waters and the genius of it, which they probably didn't plan but worked out perfectly, was those beautiful white houses on the cliffs yes. overlooking the blue water. It With made the it,
1: bougainvillea and like the the, yeah. the pink flowers. And,
0: exactly. Ooh. And it made it look so idyllic and heavenly. then Turkey, when they did their marketing, they're like, come to Turkey, see great mosques. And they show mosque after mosque, and I feel like they always shot it on a cloudy day. And (laughs) like, like all of the ads for Turkey, if any existed, and when I was growing up none existed, were so dark, right? And I'm like, guys, I'm proud of my background, right? I defend Muslims And these days have to do it 24/7, right? (laughs) Because the right wing attacks. But it's not great marketing to tell America and Europe, "Come see our moss on a rainy day." Uh, Like we have beaches and houses and water that's just like that. Don't
1: no 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 don't. So I did one of the like little jobs I did when I was living in Argentina for a few years is like writing travel guides to places I've never been. Uh you know based on like wikipedia searches and other people's actual reviews of things <laughs> and the one place that just stuck with me was the turkish coast and i wrote a whole thing about how you should spend i think it was 5 to 7 days driving along the coast and how beautiful it is and all the different towns and places to eat and and like beaches and i was just like oh that's where you got to go like i wrote a thing on athens athens seems amazing i do want to go there nightlife blah but I was like, oh Turkey, and I think I have feelings about Erdogan and like going and supporting governments as I think I have feelings about Mexico and being like a tourist in Mexico as an American given everything that goes on there. And we just kind of go and like, yeah, oops, there's disappeared people. But anyway, I'll just say Turkish coast one day I will do it.
2: I like, I, by the way, I'm into, I'm into a whole like, uh, is uh, a wonderful movie that uh, neither of you've seen called Christmas in Connecticut. Barbara Stanwyck, uh, where she plays a, a Martha Stewart character. She's a, She writes about, she's the perfect homemaker, she's the best cook. She's a wonderful mother, she's a great husband, she lives on a farm. She makes her own furniture. So right? me
1: basically, yeah,
2: yeah. Basically you, right? Mm-hmm. She does all these great things um, and uh, except she doesn't have a kid. She doesn't have a husband. She lives in a one bedroom apartment in New York. She can't cook. Her uncle lives in a restaurant. Brings her the food. He helps her write the recipe stuff. The rest of it, she just makes up. Writes all the fraud, and then her editor wants to spend Christmas at her house with a returning war hero soldier and you have a movie, right? Um, But uh, I like the idea of a travel writer talking about and I love that you're like five to seven nights, like you've never been. (laughs) You don't know, you can't do it. I'm curious, do you really need a full five to seven nights, Francesca? Can you- You you really do, do. you you can do it
1: six and a half, but um, (laughs) according to what I plagiarized, it can be tough. Yeah,
0: but after all of that, by the way, uh, when people say, Greece or Greek islands, especially the Greek islands, um, people have this amazing view of it. Like they instantly think, "Oh, that's beautiful and that's great." And you say Turkey to an average American,
2: they probably think dark. That's right, right? And, and it's the words. Part of it is the words. Greece sounds uh, exotic, inviting, right?
1: But with an A, sounds disgusting.
2: Right, with the, the A sounds <laughs> disgusting. That's right. Turkey does not sound exotic, and but 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 part of that is baked in. And what I right because even though I didn't know and I didn't watch uh, travel videos that had uh, mosques in the in the winter, right? Um, but uh, but it is it it is it's baked in and it's baked in on on the name. I mean, it's it is it is it's marketing. And, yeah, uh, and and it stays in our
0: heads, and you think yep. it's real when it's actually not real. It's not real, right? Like that perception that you have. And we're way past time, but last thing I'll say on it is this is the one thing that Donald Trump was right about. Uh, in one of the 18 books that have come out recently about Donald Trump, they have this story that's supposed to be like, oh, this is Trump being another dumbass comment that he made. I'm like, no, that was kind of true. Um, so he was meeting with Erdogan, and he said, yeah, you know, uh, you, your main problem in America is Midnight Express. You know that movie? Everybody thinks that's what Turkey is. You gotta make a new movie. You gotta make a new movie. Okay. So and he's right. And I and I told Oliver Stone when I interviewed him, you screwed us. You really (laughs) did. Okay. I mean, Greece gets Mamma Mia. We get Midnight Express. Right.
1: Right. And the rest
0: (laughs) is history. That's right. Yep. Um. All right. We we gotta go. We didn't even get to Elon Musk yet. But that's why God, uh, made the second old school episode. That's for the members. uh, TYT.com slash join. uh, Or if you're watching on YouTube, hit the join button below. Elon Musk, is he going to be good or bad for Twitter? Strong emotions. That's going to happen. We'll see you there in a minute. All right, back on old school jank, Francesca and Ben with you guys. Um, So uh, everybody check out Francesca's show, The Bituation Room. Uh, That's uh, uh, our newest podcast in our podcasting network. Uh, So make sure you're checking that out, it's awesome. Uh, Now- One uh, day
1: you gotta come on, Jank.
0: Agreed. Sunday
1: nights, are they sacred for you? Cuz they're not for me.
0: (laughs) Sunday nights, um, no, no, no problem. Uh, I I could watch Winning Time before or after, no
2: problem at all. Uh, (laughs) And- I'm not watching Winning Time because it misrepresents the legacy of Jerry West.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Sorry, I don't even get that as a joke, so I was um, just like, oh, cool. It's not
2: a joke, Jerry West's legacy is not a joke. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so no, they it's- were complaining about how they represent him in the movie. He's the He was the general manager for the Lakers for a long time, was a player, etc. Apparently, like out of control, which makes me like Jerry West a thousand times more
2: yeah, right yeah, like they he was apparently he could be tough but they, they've exacerbated it but I mean it's a it's a television show like it's okay it's okay
0: it's yeah so in this episode we can curse thank God so um like I growing up I thought Jerry West was like the the I would have guessed he was among the top two percent of the calmest people in the world mm-hmm. because whenever you saw him on TV he always looked so serene he always had that classist smile and stuff. And and, you know, we know this is sports fans. You would see him peripherally when the Lakers won their championships, etc. Right? And uh, and then you you find out through winning time. Like, first of all, he had issues, right? Uh, I think he had certainly had psychological issues. Did he have alcohol issues? He might have had that. (laughs) I I think he had that too. But I don't want to be a downer about it. But like, if you're asking like why, why do I like the character? He's just everything is like shit, shit, fuck, 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 smash something, right? <laughs> and like the way he smashes things is awesome, right? And that him like getting mad and screaming and throwing something against the wall. First of all, it's so hilariously over the top. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and and second of all, like it's cathartic. Like I, I want to be Jerry West sometimes, not all the time at all. Right? But can I be Jerry West five percent of the time? Totally.
1: There, there need to be more easily breakable things, but that don't scare anyone <laughs> or yeah. hurt anyone, but just around, just things you yeah. need to kind of knock down and get out a little bit, yeah.
2: French, Francesca, Jerry West is the, is the silhouetted logo on the NBA.
1: Yes, of course.
2: Uh, uh, and has been since the, I think, late, Late 1960s, and he was a great, great player, and then he became a, a great uh, executive.
1: Yeah, my um, husband, my partner. By the way, when you say my husband, you always have to say it like Melania. Just like <laughs> when you say my wife, you always have to say it like Borat. My wife. So <laughs> my husband is always Melania. That's just facts. I want people to know that. Um, he's a he was a huge Lakers fan. Grew up in L. A. Um, and so really wants to watch this show, but uh, that you won't let him. No, I won't. No, of course. I'm down. Yeah, I don't give no. a shit. Um, but I guess he, I'm looking at, he sued over how he was portrayed in the in the series.
2: Yeah, it was a very, uh, a very, He's uh, suing. A, a very bad, bad, bad piece of advice and an indulgence by a lawyer, I feel like. Well, it's funny because uh, the
0: lawsuit ironically proves the show right. That's right. He'll it, right. lose the lawsuit because of the lawsuit. The Jerry West in the show would sue. Did you say that I'd be calling people shit, shit fucker, god damn it, I'm suing you. <laughs> That's what the Jerry West in the show would do. It, uh, the is, he, is he Jerry really? West that I knew growing up or I thought I knew growing up. By the way, this is very similar to Greece and Turkey. I mean winning time <laughs> is Jerry West's
2: Midnight Express. So I, I don't, by the way, I don't think he's suing. I think he has threatened to oh. sue and said what he wants is a retraction or an apology and and, And, I thought, you know, why don't they just you know, I mean, they could solve the if 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 first of all, hBO and Adam McKay created the show really. I mean, I, I, it's it's only through a set of weird circumstances that I have not started watching this yet. It's coming. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they may well love this controversy that so many sort of really wow, uh, uh, vastly overused word, but I think you can say it in the terms of iconic Los Angeles
1: figures.
2: Yeah. Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jerry West, Jerry Buss, the owner of the team. These are these are these are certainly legendary sports figures in LA who people generally love and, you know, when you're putting them on an HBO show that is that is heightened the drama, well, hewing pretty close to the overall arc of the story, uh they may love this. Right? They may love that it is kept Article after article after article about the show being written, but it struck me that if my dad, who was in, thus spent the last 30 years of his life in PR after spending the first 60 in politics, would would say to what he told Turkey, like uh, he represented the country of Turkey we were talking about in the last hour, oh sh, (laughs) yeah, for a long time, and he just said like about the genocide, he would say, just say yeah, it was a genocide and we're very sorry, (laughs) like that's it, and then move on, right. and then people will get mad at you and they'll say it's not enough. You'll get, Hey, look, we apologize. That's it. It's true. It's true. We're super sorry. But this is now now and we're moving on. And uh and uh, they wouldn't do it. But he would say to the to to the show, like, just yes. So say to say, Hey, look, it's a show, we hyped it. That's not really you, Jerry. We're sorry. We boy, we don't want to destroy your reputation. Thanks, you're the best. <laughs> That's it. You know, but they I'm sure they 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 won't. Uh, but he can't win a lawsuit. I mean, that seems Inconceivable that he could win that lawsuit, but what he's asked for is, like again, a retraction, apology, and then he says, or perhaps damages. (laughs) Like you know, so
1: (laughs) I will take a percentage as well.
0: Well, I have mixed feelings about it because if it isn't true at all, then hey, boy, did they throw him under a bus, (laughs) okay? But it appears from other people that no, it's at least very partly true, okay? Have there been
1: documentaries? Correct? I mean. I assume in any of the docs there have been. I don't know. Lakers docs where they like taught he they say, yeah, he was a hard ass.
2: No, they're they there yeah, there are really. people who say he was really he, he was given they they've definitely heightened it. I don't these aren't I mean, but I you know, this is a dramatization. I mean, have they ever seen sure. other dramatizations of anything? You know, I mean this is not this is it's not fact. And yeah. I get it. Like for me, you know, we were mentioning Oliver Stone. By the way, funny thing about the power of uh of of marketing. Again, we were talking about Turkey and you mentioned Midnight Express and, and the one thing Donald Trump was right about the Turkey needed another movie, Midnight <laughs> Express. You know, like but Oliver Stone, but you know, Oliver Stone wrote the movie. He didn't direct it. Like it's not his movie. But everybody it's thinks it's so it. Trumpian
1: to yeah. say that. Like that's yeah. his only reference for place for things, anything.
2: There's no way he saw the whole movie either. Um yeah, he, he did a thing he did a thing where he talked about his favorite movie Citizen Kane. Um and and afterwards he was sort of we put it on our on our channel, and he was—he talked about, you know, everybody, everybody wants to know what's the sled, what is it? You know, sorry, what is Rosebud? What is it? You know, we never get the answer to that question, yeah. and you're like, no, you do at the end. No, you do. It's, it's a sled. It's a sled. Um, and it was called Rosebud, but you clearly <laughs> couldn't sit through an entire two-hour movie. He, so, he, yeah, he
1: like yeah. talks about Gone with the Wind. He's like, well, at least Scarlett's got her beautiful daughter, <laughs> and she lives. They can live together, and you're like, you said it was your favorite movie.
0: Yeah, come on. What yeah, come are you on. talking yeah. about? Yeah, the, the underrated part of that particular story is he tells Erdogan, you have to get a new movie as if Turkey decided to make Midnight Express. Yeah, that's it, right. was oh, we'll it was a bad decision. They thought it was going to be great marketing about stabbing people in the ass while they were in jail. Uh, but they, oh, golly, gee, oh, I, okay. Trump says we need a new movie. Let's make a new movie, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, so- no, but by the way, when you th- realize that part of the story, as with like a two thousand Donald Trump stories for thinking people, you're like, that is stunning how unintelligent he is. It's yeah. stunning. Can you imagine yeah.
1: the conversation he had with Kim jong-un? like, what was that like? You know, you just seen a movie. You need like uh Shakespeare in love, but in Korea, like it, <laughs> like what like the dumb shit that he probably has said to so many world leaders. Like where are their books? Where's Angela's book about Trump? Cuz I feel like that one would probably be good.
0: Yeah, you know, it's so true. Like there had to be some meeting with the Prime Minister of Denmark where the head of state walked out going, "Holy fuck. <laughs> like that's the leader of America? Do people know that that's the leader of America? Like Jesus, that guy's the dumbest person I've ever met." Yep.
2: The uh uh, but yeah, I, I, I was gonna say because about Oliver Stone, like I have some of the same objections that Jerry West has to *Winning Time* about JFK. Mm. And even though I I've, I don't I know I don't really have a leg to stand on. First of all, I think it's a really good movie, right? Just as a movie, it's Is really, the Kevin yeah, Costner one. Yeah, a Kevin Costner movie, and yeah. it's really compelling and and well put together. But because it's a movie and because it became the, it's called JFK. And it really, it's the, it's the definitive, maybe the only really big production movie about the JFK assassination. It suggests all these things that aren't true and people then believe it to be true because it's a movie. And that's like important to believe. And where in the big picture, if you think Jerry West threw an ashtray and he didn't, it's not really that big a deal. No, I get it. It feels like a big yeah. deal to Jerry West, but it doesn't matter to the world. Oh,
0: Just to finish that thought. I don't know what Jerry West is thinking. I like him 20 times more right. after the show. Like I think it's greatly improved his reputation. Before, nobody gave a shit about Jerry West. Now all my friends are like, "Oh man, Jerry
2: West, badass. Right, don't mess with <laughs> Jerry West, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and part of the reason he was so angry is because he wanted to win so, so bad, which I, I love and can relate to. So that made me like Jerry West even more. So, Jerry, let it go. Let it go. Okay. So, well, Michael
1: uh, Jordan is going to be mad about his eventual film. Um, cause that dude apparently is like a, 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 like an actual asshole. Like he's, he's like an actual dick. Like, like he, there, uh, there was a lot of stories about him. And even in what was the, I did watch that whole documentary about the Bulls. Um, that now I'm blanking on the name of but he's like he's an arrogant prick and like I think he's always been and he's always kind of wanted to be the best be the greatest and when he got to the top he was like yeah obviously I deserve all of this and so I'm curious and interested into whoever plays him I think that that's
2: him. yeah that's I mean I I I I, I thought it was the documentary uh, whose name I cannot remember either it's called Me neither I watched 20? the whole thing too Winning time. I think it was also called it's Also, Time.
1: Win. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Um,
2: it was called Jerry West is a Dick. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think <laughs> randomly <laughs> that, that athletes who are that great and, and Michael Jordan is, uh, you know, his greatness is, uh, I mean, he, you know, he might well have been the best professional athlete to ever play in American sports, right? And I think that's. Arguable, certainly. If his generation, you know, you go back, Babe Babe Ruth dominated baseball in a way for a while that nobody was even close to. But, but Michael in this era, so, you know, and and I think it's it's true. Very few of them make good coaches, general managers, because they have a very tough time understanding that they're got a bunch of guys who aren't as good as you. And part of what made Michael Jordan great, right, was this tireless to become the greatest, right? This right. commitment, whatever this inner drive he had that other people just don't have. They have a serious drive, but they don't have quite that drive. Yes. So you get frustrated. Um, Do you think so you
1: reach a certain level of greatness where you can be an asshole? Do you guys feel that
2: way? I think it's. I think there's something to, you know that happens across the board to people who achieve success and then life gets easy and then they expect it to get easy and then when they don't get the, the expectations of the ease that they've just had, they you know, yeah, you have to. You I think you have to check yourself, and some people are good at it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, but so I don't even mind Michael Jordan. I mean, I think clearly you're right. I think there's some some of that there, but he was the greatest. He never done anything that wouldn't appear particularly terrible, other than what you say. Right. Like he's is he arrogant? Yeah, seemed like it on that show, but yeah. he was also. <laughs> I mean, he was unbelievable. Right. And he kept getting better and he kept adapting and changing his game. So um and so, it couldn't could have been easy to be teammates with Scottie Pippen, who I also like, by the way, but who's cause his his where he came from was was completely different. And they became very different people. But
1: mm-hmm. but
2: but some of the things that Scotty is said to have done are fine I find more inexcusable than the things that Michael did. <laughs> but I like them both.
0: Yeah. Uh I like when you said where uh, Scotty Pippen came from, which obviously is Mesoamerica because he's obviously Mayan, but that's a different topic. Um, so uh, th- that actually, I thought about the other side of that. So in terms of like when people get successful, do um, an enormous percentage of them become dicks? Well, it, in my experience, yes, uh, all of them, no, no, mm-hmm. I've seen people get successful and still be wonderful people and be grounded and mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, but yes, the majority seem to go in a bad direction. It's just you get into a subculture, etc. Where people are always just kissing your ass so much. I think it warps the mind. Uh, and and like so we covered the story today of a secret insider in the yachting world yeah. uh, who wrote a story uh, about um, all the different things. And he said, look, there's some good guys there too. But of the guys who are the um, uh, bad guys, they're unbearable. Right, and so one particular yacht owner, and these are all like $100 million yachts at minimum, uh, he's like, I don't understand why we need drawers here. Uh, I wear uh, clothes and then I throw them away, mm-hmm. and so why would I need drawers? Oh my God. And he literally throws away every article of clothing every time, okay? But, he's, but to me that wasn't the interesting part, that's okay, that's crazy. Rich people doing crazy rich shit, right? But I mean, I wouldn't no, even, the interesting I mean, part of the story is that he didn't understand yeah. that that that's that was
2: crazy wildly out of like uh, who doesn't want to wear their favorite shirt again? That's what's insane. Right? Well, that's true too. Yeah,
0: right. But like the fact that he didn't get that other people would be like what or like hey that's weird, like he I guess his mind was so warped he thought that was normal
2: yeah, I mean, because he ruins it because like there's that great character Lee Child, the writer of the novelist has a great character Amazon show that the Tom Cruise played him in a couple of movies, Jack Reacher. And the idea of that character so he roams the country, you know, writing wrongs and beating the crap out of people uh, who deserve to have the crap beaten out of them. and uh, uh, but he doesn't he doesn't even it bothers me that he doesn't even carry a backpack. So he just he has the clothes on his back and then he goes to a surplus store when he needs to and he buys a new pair of jeans and new t-shirt and new sneakers and continues on the road, right? And there's something as a toothbrush and there's something very like, oh man, that must be great, right? But then I always think, well, you can't get to a surplus store like signs for three days, I mean, you've got to have a backpack with two pairs of underwear. Like you've just got a to. small, you've got yeah. to, you want yeah, to have a little man purse. You gotta have a little, Jack little shirt. something just for a shirt. one t-shirt. Yeah. You don't need an extra pair of pants. That's no problem, I'll give you the pants. You gotta have an extra sock and underwear and a t-shirt, you just have to, yeah. It's just
1: so bizarre for me because it is a level of wealth where you kind of reach this, everything is impermanent and it comes and goes and I'll get new stuff tomorrow, which is like, weirdly zen
2: (laughs) insanely wasteful
1: but weirdly zen because i think most people normal people we worry about our things we want to take care of our things i get mad at myself when i lose something right yeah like you're so stupid why did not you uh and then if you move you have to move all your stuff from one side of the you know wherever you're going to the other i remember i had a, a a friend with money and uh she was moving out of new york and she's just like yeah i'm moving anyway and all this stuff is just gonna stay like she wasn't obsessed with what this dresser needs to go with you or like this, like, let's ah, get a new, I don't it's, know. It's yeah, stuff. that's
2: right. It's. I, I like that the guy that it's clothes, that it's drawers, like he doesn't think, why is this desk still here? I wrote on this all right. last week. <laughs> like like you have to wipe it down, you have to clean it just like, let's just bring in a new desk, I'm not gonna wipe this thing down. Yeah, yeah but,
0: but at the same time, yeah, oh, that's really funny and totally true, but except he probably thinks it's probably a pain to move. I don't know why I'm bothering to answer it, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but there's to to Francesca's point. There's something also weirdly logical about what they're doing. So another guy would have the guys on his yacht cook uh, a great lobster dinner every night, Oof. but he wouldn't. But he would hardly ever come, and he didn't want to bother telling them that he was going to come on the days that he did come. So literally 365 days a year they would cook that lobster dinner and he would only have it a, you know, a few amount of a times in right. the year, right? Yeah. And so God. that's insanely wasteful, but that's because we're looking at it from our perspective. If you have let's say $2 billion and that's a low number for these guys, right? There aren't enough lobster dinners or any article of clothing that can get you to make less money in a day you make from the interest
2: yeah but it is literally impossible to run out of money i got it but it is but that's it so so there are a couple things that i think here one i think that we're wrong I, i do you know the the uh my other job affords me the opportunity to meet a lot of really successful people and and really successful and famous people and most of them are pretty grounded Right. I mean, they have assistance, they have help, they have publicists, they don't have to negotiate their day, right? That's mm-hmm. one of the first things that people give up. And it's one of the first things that I think you would give up, Jack Right. I mean, like, oh, somebody to regulate my day to know what I had to do and where I had to be when and putting the things in front of me, me that I would super I would. helpful. Right. So they have they all they all have that. And most of them are pretty grounded. And they have friends, and their friends sometimes change and become other successful people. But they're, but they're, or they add to their friend. But the, you know, it's like the nature of uh, when I we talk about this all the time. When I worked in local television news, and we'd get calls to the station because of some story, and fourteen people would call the station, and there'd be a big meeting because they'd be like, "Story we did, people are mad." Fourteen people called represents fourteen thousand viewers. We have to, you know, we really we got to back off on this thing, right? And you're like. Where did that data come from, <laughs> who made up that one caller equals 1,000 viewers mm. who believe the same thing? Because people don't call when they like the story, right? It's not how we're built, it's not how we're put together. So when a famous person is obscene and in their behavior or a wealthy person or both, we it just stands out, it sticks with us, right? More than when we see someone who is incredibly successful, and is managing their life in a fairly normal way. I mean, I would say we're I'm at like 85% of most of the people who I meet are pretty, they're still all right. Now they're artists and maybe that makes them a little more likely to be, I don't know, I have no idea. Yeah. I you know? think so, no. I think
1: there's a, yeah.
2: But Go it ahead. sure I think stands it's not, out. It's not
1: money are. for money's sake, even though yes, Hollywood royalty are insanely wealthy. It is like, it's still not like that. You're right, it's not Elon Musk. Yeah, Right.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. there's a lot of nuances in this conversation. I was gonna say that as well. So first of all, in my experience these days, if I see someone wealthy who's a progressive, like really is, and by that I don't mean necessarily the politics, I just mean like really trying hard to look out for other people makes a point of it, right? I'm a little surprised, um, so I wouldn't have been I think Bad. when I was growing up. I don't know if things have gotten worse and these are all perceptions, right? Uh, but but certainly you can't put everybody in the same bucket for sure. But I think there's two giant dividing lines. Uh, one is the, the magnitude of the wealth that's goes to Francesca's point. Like that once you get in the billion and, and beyond, they just enter a different stratosphere. Like like almost again, literally a different perception of the world, right? Yeah. Uh, and but the second one's more important. How do they grow up? If they grow in my experience, if they grow up poor or middle class, they're totally grounded and you know 9 out of 8 9 out of 10 times totally fine right and sometimes wonderful right my if they grew up rich with old money forget about it
2: mm.
0: like nightmare
2: nightmare yeah, that made, that so made.
1: elon musk with an emerald mine <laughs> as a child or <laughs> heir to an emerald mine dynasty
0: you know i didn't even know that
1: yeah, in Zambia. Mm-hmm. That's how he has his money. That's how initially he got his money.
0: Oh God damn it! You know I buy into this mythology every fucking time, right? Like I thought he made it all on his own with no money in the beginning, etc. Oh. His family owned an emerald mine. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. It wasn't a diamond mine, Jank. He still had to f- struggle. Emeralds. <laughs> yeah, the struggle yeah. continues. Yeah.
1: Someone has to tell the workers what to do. Oops.
2: Yeah. The uh, uh, I didn't um I mean I I uh, I'm wrong on a lot of people, but I, I'm gonna lord Elon Musk over you for the rest of our lives together, Jack. So I, it's a great it's not because it's not just a win, it's a really it's a really good win. It's a really yeah, good win. Yeah. He was
0: happy. I'm gonna on- put
2: a giant asterisk on it because I love to do that. So we had the conversation, Francesca,
0: a long time ago, two, three years ago. Um, where it's not that long ago uh, but uh, where the
1: pandemic is another lifetime
0: yeah yeah that's how it feels uh, and elon musk yes or no that was a poll question that we asked and ben was firmly on the no side and i was in the maybe camp i it, no, there's
2: been no, revisionist no. Revi- history
0: this is, here, revision. This, the is yes, this is yes, this is the revisionist what
1: was history. he what was
2: he in? he was in the yes camp
0: no in the yes I'm camp sorry. Yes, Go back yes. and find the tapes.
2: Don't <laughs> yeah, but okay, but I mean, that means, that all that means is by the time we got around to asking the question, you had mitigated your yesness. You were <laughs> yes, yeah, right. you were no, yes. I, you were he, yes. Went
1: last. he went last and then he hedged.
2: No, no, I swear to God it
0: was a maybe. Here's why, cuz I know, I know. I was like, look, he's saying jerky stuff. But at that point, we're at the tip of the iceberg and I give Ben a ton of credit for seeing the iceberg and seeing it super clearly, Ooh. right? So, uh, but my point was, yeah, he's saying these things uh, that a jerk would say, and maybe a right winger would say. On the other hand, electric cars, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's not a small thing that he popularized electric cars, but then we hit the iceberg. And, and, And so I don't know that I was spectacularly wrong, but Ben was spectacularly right.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I will. I. I. I would like to look at the tape, but I also know that there were pre-tape conversations. But you did get. But again, to here's and here's the great thing. I'll pay Jank a compliment. The great thing about Jenk is the, is the, is the ability to move, right? Yeah. Like you, you. could be like, no, he's great, and then you're like, hmm, hmm. no, no, he's not. Turns out he's a jerk. Like no problem. And admission,
1: admission yeah, yeah. when he's wrong, Jake's right, pretty yeah. good at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, keep it going guys, I love this. <laughs> okay, hey. Secondly, uh, no seriously, um, now I'm gonna be here, but <laughs> never make that mistake again. But I'm gonna be a little bit unbearable, mm. uh, because guys, it's to me, and I don't say guys uh, to Ben and Francesca, I'm saying to the audience, Like, if you don't, and this is gonna be super ironic, it's gonna sound super ironic. But if you don't have that much of an ego, it's not that big a deal to change your mind. Like the the people who are insecure feel like they got to prove a point. And since that was my earlier position, I have to stick to that position and prove people how smart I am or how right I am, etc. I'm not unknown for having a big ego. I have plenty gigantic ego. But in stuff like that, I think like, why would I want to stick to a position that's wrong? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. And I have no pride of ownership over those ideas. If they're good, they're good,
2: if they're not, you move on. So let's talk about Elon Musk a little bit, let's make sure we yeah, get that in. Let's. So we might as well do it now, cuz I was saying to my wife today because she was like, she was like, is this the thing that will get you off Twitter, right? Ooh. And and I was like, uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> you know, um, the, uh, uh, And then I don't really know. You know, you guys, both of you guys know more about him. Now than than I do, but my sense is, and I would love to get your thoughts on is like okay, yeah, I know. And he start, first of all is there might well be some other motive. Is he, you know I know I've seen suggestions that what he really wants out of this is the data of whatever it is the two billion people on Twitter. I have no idea how many people are on Twitter, right? Is that this is access to uh, uh, a lot of information about a lot of people that you can sell a lot of things to, right? Um, so, I have no idea whether that's the secret reason, and free speech is just the thing he says. But even if it take it at his word, and it's free speech, um, that, you know, he's not Steve Bannon, right? And that
1: your dog barks at the right time. Steve Bannon, uh, you go running right, go, and barking. Go.
2: But, you know, is he, you know, first of all, a great piece, I think, in the Atlantic right now, Baba. Um, is that there will be a, a, you know, that you can't, there's a, the line is that, that, that basically, I'll paraphrase it, that yeah. everybody who thinks they can just open up social media platforms to free speech soon gets overrun by uh, uh, scammers, uh, terrorists, porn, yeah. and a third, a fourth great thing. Like that it's just, I mean, terrorist recruiters, sp- uh, scammers, terrorist recruiters, Porn and then something else. We're
1: including Nazis in this terrorist. I think I so. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: just right. Um, uh, and that you eventually have to be like, no, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not. I didn't. I didn't buy this site so that these people could. So and that he'll recognize. He'll figure that out and and recognize it. And you know, Trump getting kicked off Twitter. You know, it didn't. It didn't fix everything, right? <laughs> you know. And does it really matter? If he comes back on, I
1: think it matters a lot, dude. Yeah, I know. Okay, I well, let me know. no, okay, good. Super disagree. I just, I, I think that this year has been far better without Trump on Twitter. I think deplatforming hate is really, really important. And these are the things. Let's just be real. The only people who complain about getting deplatformed now are all billionaires and white supremacists who want to say whatever they want. In Elon's case, it is hey, I'm thinking about taking Tesla private. What do you think? Stock price surges, stock price surges. And the SEC says, hey, man, you can't do that. He gets in trouble multiple times the SEC to the point where they have to regulate his Twitter, which he effing hates. So this is all a ploy to get back at the SEC. This has nothing to do with free speech. Um, my, My initial thought was that, remind you that, people back in the day who were getting so-called canceled on piled on online are always women, people of color and LGBTQ people who have been like, yo, what's going on? I'm being doxxed, I'm being harassed. And everyone's like, who cares? I don't, are you are you a white billionaire? No, I don't think so. Are you a comedian? No? Okay, great. Okay. So are you selling millions of tickets? Obviously? No. Okay, then you're not being canceled. So like, that's the only time now we're talking about it, but people have been canceled forever. The point is, this is a ploy. The SEC is about, it's about the SEC. If he takes Twitter private, again, he does not have to answer to the SEC. He can do whatever he wants. He can put out all of his Tesla stock. This, Dogecoin that, and he can manipulate markets like he's wanted to. That's his version of free speech. That is what this is.
0: That is what I'm- So, Francesca, that's startling that we have a very similar theory. Um, Because I had this theory and I forgot to say it on the Young Turks. And Asher, make note of this. I'll make an annoying request seven years from now for <laughs> this clip. Um, so uh, when you investigate any right wing bots, they have two weird things about them. And we've done this a couple of times, we didn't write about it, but I think someone else did do a video about it. Uh, the, and I saw this when we were attacked uh, by bots and, and I thought, oh, that's curious. And two other people confirmed that they saw the same thing uh, independently. They will all uh, care about crypto Mm -hmm. and they're all fans of Elon Musk, okay? Mm -hmm. So that is super weird on tangential issues like did Russia do a chemical weapons attack in Syria? So (laughs) a bunch of bots will sign up. They'll be like, oh no, Russia's innocent, Russia's wonderful. Uh, The Syrians did it themselves. Uh, you're not a real progressive real progressives love the Russian Empire, okay Plus I love Elon Musk and I uh, go crypto right Now they don't say it like that it's in their timeline of the tweets right So that made me think so now Elon Musk is buying Twitter. yeah that is a hell of a coincidence right And what he does or <laughs> what it people have reported on is he'll say, oh, I'm getting into this. You know, uh, crypto this X, right? And everybody will pile in, but he'd already bought the stock. It'll drive it up. It's not really a stock, but the Bitcoin, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. Dogecoin, right? It'll drive it up, and then he'll sell it without telling anyone, and then he'll say something bad about the that particular uh, coin, and it'll crash. And it looks like he did that a bunch of times, and he's made. I saw one article that said he's made more money from that in real life
2: than Isn't Tesla. I mean, but is, is, there, is that not a crime that's prosecuted yes. by the SEC, right? Yeah, it so is. If you buy Twitter and take it private, maybe nobody ever finds
0: those bots. And maybe nobody ever figures out that manipulation. I don't know. Man. So I don't you, know the that mo- at all. The it's regulations
1: are different because Tesla's a public company. The SEC can weigh in and be like, yo, you can't do that. Obviously, in terms of crypto, the future is yet to be written and I know the Biden administration is studying it. I hope they hurry the oh. hell up. You know, but it's you know, it's like it's there's uncharted territory so he you're totally right. He's using it to personally gain wealth. It, he uses Twitter in the same way that Trump uses Twitter for, in terms of inflating a company he wants to inflate, inflating a cause, a person and then also piling on whomever he wants Take Megyn Kelly, Rosie O'Donnell, Obama, whomever, like whoever he wants to. It's that kind of power.
2: Um, I want to get the quote right. Uh, it's from a, a writer for The Atlantic, writing for The Atlantic, Evelyn Dueck. and she wrote, "A platform that refuses to dirty its hands by taking down content will be soon will soon become flooded with scammers, porn, terrorist recruiters, and sometimes literal shit posts." And I thought, <laughs> you know, uh, so. Right, I mean, there's gonna have to be some content oversight. There's just gonna have to be, or the very thing that he wants to happen with it, right, to take, and I'm sure you guys are correct, uh, uh, becomes jeopardized, right? If it becomes just this sort of garbage pail of nonsense where real people don't go and therefore can't be influenced.
1: I mean, you guys have seen Uh, the Q&A.
0: Mm -hmm. Sorry sorry to interrupt Francesca, I just layered on another part of my theory. Yeah. So his original statement when he came out, the first tweet that he had, which I liked, right? And I I said, I'm not sure I believe him, but I like this, if it's true. He said, um, I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans. And I thought, well, if he does that, that'll be great right? Um, Because the anonymity is part of the problem. Um, But then I realized as we were talking, wait a minute, defeating the spam bots would mean erasing all of the past spams and bots and all the things that happened in the past. That's a perfect cover for getting rid of the evidence. So we're like, we again, guys, we have no idea if this is true. This is like, conjecture at best right but it would fit that fact pattern and so i you know it's a hell of a thing to pay 38% more than twitter was worth that is Oof. like a, what
2: over 10 billion dollars extra for something how did he how did how did he do this how did he raise 44 a billion dollars. Like, what? What is that? How does that work? Like, I mean, I don't. When know you suppose.
1: have money, they lend you even more money. Did
2: he just lend it, or did he bring in investors? Did he bring in other people? Or do they, you even,
1: yeah. It's banks. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. So the, the he's leveraging his Tesla stock. So he does this now. All the uh, wealthy folks are doing this. Uh, if they have tons and tons of stock, uh, they then go uh, and borrow money from a bank. And the bank thinks, well, I could just take the stock. I have that as uh, leverage at any time. Uh, so that way they don't have to sell the stock uh, and, and pay taxes and they live tax free for almost forever. Uh, Elon Musk in his case, he had one particular set of options that he had to sell legally because of contractual reasons yeah, and stuff. I remember. Uh, but other than that, that's he always borrows the money off of this stock. So I don't know the details of how he borrowed the 44 billion in this case. Uh, But it was a financing deal, there was no talk of anyone else being an Uh, equity partner. He
2: he doesn't have significant partners in this.
0: No, it doesn't look like he has any. Okay. Uh, And so. He uh,
1: did the same, I mean, he took over Tesla as well. When he became the CEO, he was not the founder of Tesla. He just became the owner of Tesla because he bought a the lion's share the, he was became the largest shareholder and then he he took it over so he does this and the Tesla novelty was not his idea he's not an innovator he's not smart he's I mean he's smart obviously financially he's getting away with a whole hell of a lot here but he get out of your mind that he is a self made and an and a and a like a creative innovator you know, invent inventor or whatever it is. Yeah. And I don't like, Jenk to your point, it is very significant that there's tons of crypto bots out there. And I don't think we're gonna see them go away. And I think we're gonna see them actually overinflate this, the, the crypto world that we already live in. I mean, because why wouldn't you if authoritarians can buy bots to spin their own, you know, war crimes <laughs> or whatever they want. Like, of course you're gonna do that for a fake currency.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, somebody has to regulate on that. Otherwise, it's gonna be a nightmare. And to your point, Ben, about the Nazis and the terrorists and the etc coming in, uh, the executive director of Rebellion Pack uh, is Brianna Wu. Uh, right. I just interviewed her today for something the audience. I think, she's, I think I've gotten an email from her. I
2: think I may have, I have <laughs> to go case. back and check, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Brianna was uh, one of the victims of Gamergate. So she's quoted in a lot of pieces today and and the point that she made is, well, here come the rape threats. Right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was the battle days of social media where it wasn't even regulated and then people would put your address up. That's why she had to move several times. Um, they would put your address up and then encourage everybody to threaten to rape you. Um, and so that's uh, free, uh, free
2: speech absolutist. No, there yeah. is no such thing. Unless yeah, you're they're a never there. By the way, and there never was in this country ever at any time. Yeah. And people like
1: and Brianna are the ones who've been sounding the alarm on like Trump. You know, when people were like, Nah, he's not gonna get elected. There's no one. Who, and they're like, No, no, no. There are these white supremacist, misogynist crazies online, and there's like a huge force. The alt, so-called alt right. Remember when we called it the alt right, or yeah. they called themselves the alt right? Like, the, this is a real force, and people are like, Nah, it's not real. And, eh. We should have listened to her and we should have listened to other folks as well.
0: Yeah, look, there's so many great points. We're out of time, but I'll just do super quick summary. Look, I I don't believe in deep platforming so much, it's all in shades. But on the other hand, uh, Francesca makes a good point in that. In look at the conversation we had earlier about Midnight Express and Mamma Mia and the Greek Isles and all that stuff. What people see sticks in their minds, right? And the more they see Donald Trump saying the toxic shit that he says, the more it sticks in their minds. And that's how he won in 2016. So I don't know that philosophically and ideologically you should ban him from Twitter. But I do know it will cause great damage to the country that he's back on Twitter.
2: Oh, no, I um, look, I mean, I, I, I'm all for him being banned on Twitter. I'm just trying to assess the actual tangible dangers of what, the Chev, what happens when he comes back and we can't know, but I, I'm' yeah. is probably right. I mean, it's the yeah.
1: same thing that Elon does, which is make himself part of the news cycle perpetually. So in terms of campaigning, in terms of just constantly being there to say nothing of actual threats,
2: anyway. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, my dad, you know, who was uh, Francesco, spent his most of his adult life in politics. He was Bobby Kennedy's press secretary. He was the first Latin American director of the Peace Corps. He ran George McGovern's campaign. I knew and all that. He would say, and I would argue with him at the time. And it turns out, as always, he was right about most things. He was like, you know, when they went into the back room and they smoke filled back room, and that's where they picked the candidate, he's like, we're going to. We're gonna miss those days. That wasn't so. It wasn't always so bad. <laughs> and, uh, and better
1: than uh, a Twitter poll,
2: right? He didn't. He didn't know. He didn't know Twitter was coming, but he sort of did. Like that. 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 The full opened, and he was. the He got the Democratic Party opened up. He's why there are primaries. I mean, he and, and the McGovern campaign, but but you know, and and it had <clears throat> anyway. We see it. Like again, we know it. We knew it in California. I know we got to go, but we knew in California we used to decry Jenk in the first days of the show. Like, like stop putting things on the ballot. Stop putting things yes. that the legislature oh is supposed to decide on the ballot for us to decide. We don't get it. We have other jobs. Their job is to understand this. So, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, direct democracy is not is not uh it doesn't work. Yeah. And to
0: to your other point about they eventually have to do it no matter what, right? Uh, True social uh, Trump's thing came out, and as with every single right wing social media outlet, they're like, <laughs> say anything you want, they're like never mind, because instantly there was child porn and shit and all that right, stuff, right? right, right? right, right yeah. And then they were like, then they were like, actually, also, you're not allowed to criticize Donald Trump,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right? Or this, or oh, this platform, right. or this platform, and then they were like, oh, also Devin Nunes, because he's the CEO now. And also, we're banning Devin Nunes's cow. Right. Okay. I'm not kidding. All that actually happened. They no one believes in free speech absolutism, and the people who say they do believe it in, in it the least.
2: That's okay? right. Okay. I agree. That's right. Yeah.
0: And right. and okay. And, and we'll end on this. My tweet uh, to your point about leaving Twitter and all this stuff. This is uh, uh, the one that was most popular today. And but the real interesting part is this is the first time I've had conservatives liking a tweet and retweeting it in a decade. Um, so I said, is this when we all pretend we're gonna leave Twitter with hashtags like hashtag by Twitter, but no one actually leaves.
2: Yeah, right, that's right, it's a good point. I um, don't
1: know, I left Facebook, y'all, I still am on Instagram. So really, what's the point? But I wanna invest in breaking up big tech and also I'll see you guys on TikTok cuz <laughs> Authoritarianism and totalitarianism is better than Elon Musk. And
2: I, uh, I, <laughs> I would like to, as long as we're reading our own tweets, I would like to end with my only tweet of the day. Oh, oh, Great. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I don't wear cologne every day, but when I do, there's only one, Elon Musk. Nothing attracts like the scent of money. I wow. Think that says, I think that says it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? That's classy. That,
0: that tweet <laughs> smells of uh, rich mahogany. It does. It does. No,
1: Elon Musk does not. Elon Musk smells like crusty milk. I swear <laughs> that
2: dude. That no, dude doesn't I, I, wipe no.
1: properly. I'm I don't sorry. think you could
2: say crusty milk after the show we had. He smells like curdled milk.
1: He right smells now. like mm-hmm. old cheese curds.
2: Yes, that's right. All right. Okay.
0: All right. On that disgusting note, we leave <laughs> you. Uh, okay, everybody, check out habituation room. Uh, God bless. Go forward. We'll see you next time.